On this episode, we're talking about what agents need to do if you're moving to a new market, what you need to do to prepare before you move. And then once you actually get there, there's specific things you need to do to start selling homes immediately. We're going to talk about that today with Shelby Trailer out of Austin, Texas. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Massive Agent Podcast, episode 257. And we have a great guest today. We're talking with Shelby Trailer with EXP Realty in Austin, Texas. She's somebody that, that moved to Austin recently. And so it's fresh in her mind what she's had to do moving to a brand new market to jumpstart her real estate career, start to sell homes, understand you know the, the differences in the neighborhoods and the different contracts and, and the different way of doing things. She came from North Carolina and went to Austin. So I imagine she had some serious culture shock as she'll talk about today. But look, agents move markets all the time. Sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you just have to. Maybe your spouse has to relocate because of their job or, uh, you know, maybe they're in the military and, you know, you've got to move. Whatever it is, agents move new markets sometimes and it doesn't have to destroy your career. It can actually uh, be the best thing that's happened to you, but you need to know a few things. And that's what Shelby's going to talk about on the show today is what you need to do. And if you have time to prepare for the move, that's better because then you can start doing a few things ahead of time. But once you're actually on the ground in the new market, specific things to do to start crushing it. And we're going to talk about that today. All right, guys, before, uh, before we talk to Shelby, I want to make sure that you know, uh, how important it is to, have the best tools to educate your clients. This market is changing so fast. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago when the Fed uh, boosted interest rates yet again, mortgage rates actually dropped. It was like the biggest one week drop in mortgage rates in like 40 years or some, some shit. And it, you know, it was the difference in like a hundred or so dollars a month in mortgage payment and $12,000 in purchasing power. And that all happened within a week, like within seven days, uh, things improve dramatically for buyers. So the, because of the speed of all these changes and shifts and everything, buyers are confused, sellers are confused, let's be real, agents are confused on what the hell is happening. So you need to first wrap your head around what's happening, okay? What does it mean? Get some perspective. If you can zoom out and, and look at what's happening today, how, is, how have things played out in the past? You know, how does it compare, all that stuff. For me, I'm a visual guy. I like to look at graphs. The best educational content that I've seen about market conditions and what the market means for a buyer, what the market means for a seller, it's all coming from Keeping Current Matters. KCM is absolutely incredible. And because we're part of the Broke Agent Media Network, we can extend the discount, the BAM discount to you. All you have to do is go to trykcm.com slash BAM and get that. And at a bare minimum, follow Keeping Current Matters on social media. They are a source of incredible information that you can use to educate yourself and then in turn use to educate your clients, which means more business when you educate more people and they see you as a trusted advisor. Weird, when you teach somebody something, they actually see you as a, um, they, they look at you with credibility, just like, like a teacher when you're growing up. That teacher had uh, a certain level of credibility and authority with you and you can have that with clients which means they will hire you when the time comes rather than interviewing 47 other agents. So get your shit together. Try kcm.com slash bam. Damn, that's a good social clip. That should be a, that should be a nice promo for, for KCM. And also follow up boss. It's a hack. It's a cheat code. There are a handful of cheat codes in business, a handful of cheat codes in real estate. And the more that I talk to you guys who are using follow-up boss, especially you guys who have switched to follow-up boss since they started to support this podcast and you tried out their 30-day free trial, it's really cool to hear your experience. It's overwhelmingly positive. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed at brand new agents, agents that are selling 10 homes a year, agents that are selling you know 150 homes a year. They're all having a very positive experience and they're being more productive and 
converting more leads. Fewer things are falling through the cracks. They're just on top of their business. They're, they're dialed into their business in a way that was not happening before. And you can try out the platform that all the top agents and brokers in the country are using for free. Leave your wallet in your pocket. Leave it under your butt cheek. They don't even need it. 30-day free trial. You just have to go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash boss. And lastly, guys, one of the one of the number one things, this, this might be a broken record if you've listened to the last few episodes, but good, good. We need to beat this into your brains because you're still, there's a lot of you who, that are still not grasping the gravity of the changes that have happened and, and how you need to adjust to those changes. There's been a lot of adjustments that you need to adjust with. Adjust to, adjust to the adjustments. You get my point. But one of the number one things that you right now need to do is to increase the hell out of your visibility. You need to be seen more often, like a lot more often, like 10 times more often, 100 times more often. You need to do that right now and be seen by new people. Now that happens, the easiest way for that to happen is organically on social media. Now, when they see you, hopefully they like what they see. Hopefully they find you credible and that you're not boring them to tears when they see your stuff. So it's not just about uh, reaching new people. It's about reaching them with something that's going to help them and teach them something new um, and not bore them to tears. So something that I've been doing lately for our, our Massive Agent Society members is every time I record a video with original content where there's something educational to teach, I take the script and I post it in the society and you guys can just copy and paste it. So we have a lot of our society members copying and pasting just the scripts, putting your own spin on it. And, and it removes that objection that so many of you have. Well, I know I need to do video, but what should I do them about? We'll just tell you, we'll just give you the scripts, like just copy what we're doing and, and do your own version of it. I want you to do that. We make it easy by putting all the scripts in a database. So, you know, four or five times a week, there's, um, or let me, there's four or five new scripts added every week and we'll continue doing that as long as I'm recording videos, which will be pretty much until I die. So uh, if you're a member of the Massive Agent Society, go check in the society website. If you're not, go to massiveagentsociety.com and join today. Today on the show, we have Shelby Trailer, an amazing rock star agent out of uh, Austin, Texas. I almost said Austin, Colorado. That would be weird. But out of Austin, Texas, uh, she is a... I didn't even realize she was so young. She's a, she's a young agent who is doing such an amazing job on social. She's consistent. She's putting in the work. She has a killer mindset and she's just a future star within the industry. And, um, she's, you know, I'm, I'm lucky and honored to have her as part of my real estate team. And that's super cool to watch her grow and flourish. And I'm learning from her and I'm excited for you guys to learn from Shelby today because she's doing things so well at such a high level and with, with the best, uh, just she has the best outlook and mental uh, approach to to business, and and I wish more agents would adopt that. So if you're not, if you've never heard of Shelby, make sure you follow her on Instagram. We have a link in the show notes, a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. And after this, uh, after her talk, I think you're going to uh, be compelled to follow her and see what she's doing because it's it's incredible. So let's jump into it right now with Shelby Trailer with eXp Realty in Austin, Texas. Let's go. What's up, guys? I'm here with Shelby Trailer out of Austin, Texas. Shelby, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. How's it going? It's good. It's going well. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. No, I'm excited to have you because so you've been part of our team for a year or two, and we've watched you move to a brand new market and start over from scratch and you know you're you're selling some houses and so and that is such a big uh roadblock for a lot of agents and understandably so you know you're moving yourself away from your sphere of influence from people that know you from the market and neighborhoods that you know you know different culture different way of doing things different contracts so um how's that How's that move been going for you? Where did you move from? And, and you know, talk us through how it's been going so far. Yeah, I mean, now it's great. It took some time <laughs> and, and a lot of grace and patience. There were a lot of life things that happened to get me to where I'm at right now. Um, you know, I had a baby. So being pregnant and changing markets alone is another monster. So, yeah, I mean, there, there have been a lot of things that have happened. But 2022 is my best year. I nice. am thinking 2023. I mean, it is 2023 is going to be the best too. Like it's going to be awesome. Right. I have 
no um, concerns about next year. I feel really confident in where it's heading. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in a good place, and it's just been a whirlwind. A lot of a lot of obstacles, but good obstacles. What are some of those obstacles? Yeah, I mean, I can just kind of start from the beginning, I guess, in a way. Like, I, I'm from West Texas, so I'm, I'm I'm a native Texan. I'm born and raised, you know, okay. so I, I know Texas really well. Um, but my husband joined the Marine Corps, which, you know, allowed us to move. And when we moved, it, it brought us to North Carolina, where that's where I kind of started my real estate journey. And that's where I've met, you know, Matthew Kane and some great people. I actually met you when I was in North okay. Carolina at the time. Okay. I think that was like yeah. pre-pandemic, maybe. Right. Yeah. That's when I first met you guys. So, I mean, I was an onsite agent at the time and that's what really got me into real estate was, was working for a builder, working for new construction, learning about land development and learning about really the process of building a house and creating relationships on a different side of things. Um, but then a family, you know, such circumstance happened and it, it kind of navigated us back home and, and that's why we're, you know, in Austin now. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how much time, but before you decided, Hey, we're moving or we need to move, like how much time did you have to prepare for this oh mentally? Um, so I was with the, I was in North Carolina for three years and, um, we, my husband was in the, at the point where he could sign again. So it's like that four year term. Um, he was, he, he was, um, an infantry. So he, we were at a point where we were getting ready to deploy or make moves or changes. And then also this like life family thing happened and that was in March. So, um, from March until October was really when we had, um, you know, the ability to like move and gather things and, and transfer everything over. Um, but I mean, at the time I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I was going to stay in real estate, but I didn't know if I was going to join a team or if I was going to go solo or, or what that looked like for me. It was, it was different. It was a lot of unknown. And again, just being, you know, in our personal life, just a lot of unknown happening. And, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting time. So about five months, roughly. Okay, so you weren't planning on it for years, no, preparing, gosh, no. researching we the market. No, I, we loved North Carolina. And not that we didn't want to come back home, but we loved North Carolina. My husband loved being in the military. I loved where I was at. I was kind of in a transition phase where I didn't want to be working for a builder anymore. I wanted to go into residential real estate, which was the time that I started talking to you and, and, and you know Matthew and Clayton. So at that point, I was, I was pretty determined on starting my career on my own, um, you know, underneath massive agent society. So yeah, I, awesome. I knew I wanted to go into it. I just was taking the courage of doing it. And then, you know, life happened. So once life happened, you had to kind of figure out where to navigate next. Shelby, what's really cool about watching you over the last couple of years is every single one of these life events, you know, having having a baby, congratulations. Uh, like every single one of those, there are way too many agents out there that use that as the excuse to just not succeed and to, you know, fail at real estate. And and you just keep overcoming and iterating and doing. So um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had moving to a, mar a new market? And then how have you overcome those? Yeah, well, not knowing everything about the the city itself is really difficult, right? You're, I knew everything about the state, but but to come into Austin where we hadn't really lived in Austin, we've only visited more than a handful of times. My brother-in-law lives here, my sister-in-law lives here, and her oh, okay. family. So we've we've been here a handful of times, but to to live in it and then have to sell it is completely different. So right. I was really. I thought it was really, really important that if I was going to do this, I wanted to know it better than any agent that had been doing it for years. Like that was my thing. It was, I was going to, I was going to know it like the back of my hand and fake it till I make it. No one else was going to know that I had never lived in the city for, you know, a short period of time. No one was going to know that I was going to kind of sell them. Like I knew the place better than they did. Was that a conscious thought like a conscious intention that you had yeah mm -hmm. so you 
I don't want people to glance over this. Like that is as big of a deal as you like studying the, you know, studying the, the, the market, you know, um, you just decided that you're not going to let this beat you. You're, you're actually going to become a better agent, more knowledgeable agent than even those that, that live there. So that's, that's a big deal. So you, you started with this incredible badass mindset. And then once you moved and, and you're like, okay, it's time to do business. What happened? Um, I it's okay. So it's funny. What happened was I had imposter syndrome come in real fast. Like most mm. people do when you're moving to a new place, you're like, Oh my gosh, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? And it did, it sunk in really fast. And, and so I did, I made the choice of joining the team kind of thinking that that was going to help me a little more. Um, and, and not saying that it didn't, it helped me in a lot of ways, but I'm the type of person that I don't like rules. I want to do it my way. And I also, um, already kind of knew what I wanted out of life and what I wanted out of this, this experience and how I wanted my real estate business to grow and expand. And I was on the team for about a year and, and I kind of felt the shift. I was like, you know, I am not where I need to be mindset wise or, or really just business wise. I wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to, and like, I wanted to like know what my version of success was in a way. Like I had to figure out what mine was. And I was in this like lull for about a year. Um, I was still selling houses, but I was kind of just like coasting. I wasn't, I wasn't scaling the way that I wanted to. Sure. And this is, so, you were already in Austin when this is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, I was in Austin for about a year. Um, and then I, and then I made the shift. That's when it's funny. I, I called uh, my sponsor and I told him, I was like, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's go for it. And it was about one week and I made the switch. And within that same week, I got another client under contract. So it was kind of like everything was coming full circle. Like I knew what I needed to do. I knew how to do it. It just was, I needed to get out of my own way. So then, you were with a, a, a different team at a different brokerage yeah. prior to, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I thought you were part of Matthew's, Matthew's team. No, Matthew okay. and I had a really good relationship in North Carolina. I, him, he was always bringing buyers to me. I had kind of like my own little relationships with agents when I was an on-site agent. Like that was something that I made a priority. I wanted agents to be my clients. So I made sure that I was always in front of every single agent I could be in front of telling them like, let me help you bring business to me and I will make it so easy for you. You will not have to work. I wanted yeah. that. And, and that was true in some sense, you know, I, I had to hold a a buyer's hand from, you know, start to finish, which is nine to 12 months in the build, you know, build area. So yeah, I definitely wanted, wanted that. And that's how I met Matthew. He, he was like, you don't need to be doing this. You need to be, you need to be on my team or you need to be here with us. What's so here's something pretty cool. I remember the first zoom call where, where Matthew introduced us. And I remember him telling me after, after you left the Zoom, he's like, he's like, she is such a great agent for this builder, but her hands are tied. So once she figures this business out, she's going to be an all-star. I, I remember him saying pretty much those exact words. Well, and I'm nice. like, all right. So I, I kept an eye on you. And, and it's really cool to see how, you know, you move to a new, a new market in a new state. You, you were with the team and you decide to leave that team and link up with people who are not in your market. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's kind of crazy. So since you decided to join us and, and how we're doing it, you know, what, what have you changed within your business? Mm, a lot of things, you know, I've been being on a team and even with a builder, I have learned things that I really, really like from those, from those leaders. And then also things that I kind of wanted to do on my own and do completely different. So mm. for me, mine was all about branding. I, I was really heavy into wanting to go the social media route but like didn't have a resource or somebody that was kind of leading me. It was a lot of old school ways of real estate, which there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm a firm believer in any agent coming into the market that you need to know, you need to know all ways of selling a home. You need it, rather if that's door knocking, cold calling, social media, whatever it is, you need to try it all because it's not a one size fits all box in real estate. I don't think it is for me. It's right. I, I just don't. I think that I knew I could get, if I could get in front of somebody face-to-face, I could sell my house. So cold calling was not going to work for me. It just wasn't. And I learned that real fast doing cold calling. 
I mean, I think I made a thousand dials on this brokerage. They have like this thing called thousand dial day. And I did, I made over a thousand calls and I, I only like converted maybe two of those people. So it just, that was like, that wasn't my thing that, that you had to figure out what your style of what's the best version of like converting leads for you. You have to figure that out. And that was something when I first jumped into it, I wanted to know what that was because that was my business and then do it full throttle, like go for it. If that's what I was going to do, which I landed on social media. It's cool to, to see that you've leaned into how you want to do business. When, when I started out as an agent, it took me three or four years to realize that I could choose how I wanted to attract clients. I could choose what I wanted my day to look like. I could choose the business model I associate with. I could choose how to structure my business. Do I want agents? Do I like, do I want a traditional team? Like you can pick all of that. And most people just kind of like go with wherever they get into the industry. And they're like, oh, I guess I'm part of this team and here's my cubicle and I've got my thousand dials. Like, you know, and I was miserable for a minute because I, I literally thought that the way my mentor did business, which was cold calling, door knocking, reading scripts with the headset, I thought that was it. I, I literally thought that's how agents did business until I learned that's not the case. It's like the, the clouds opened, right? right. So when you, when you left this team that were doing things a certain way and you're like, screw it, I'm going to do things my way, uh, what were those ways? Like yeah. what did you, what did you focus on to really start doing things your way and to enjoy the business? Well, two things like first was I had to know what, and this is so cheesy. I've said this to so many people, but I had to know what my version of success was. I had to know if it was like, okay, am I going to be a full-time stay at home mom? And real estate is going to be this like kind this thing that I really love and I'm passionate about. And, and I'm only going to sell, you know, maybe one house per month, or is it going to be something that I double, triple my volume and, but I still have like flexibility. I just had to know what my version of success was before I did anything. And that's something that I actually learned from my first real estate coach. She asked me one day, what's your version of success? And I couldn't answer it. I like, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what the hell my version of success is right now. So that is something that I did first. I, when I took a step back from the team, I was like, okay, what is that? What do I want it to be in my business? And then how am I, how am I going to make it happen? That was definitely number one. And, and then I figured out what it was, which was, you know, I like to sell houses. So <laughs> that was yeah. the big thing. And then, you know, once Incredible. I did that, oh no, go for it. No, I, I love it because you're, it, rather than jumping into tactical things, like I started to record videos, which you do, you, you focused on the foundation, right? This foundational piece that it's not sexy. And so a lot of agents that are struggling don't want to hear that. They're like, just tell me the tactical things to do. Like, where can I give a thousand dollars a month to, or, or where should I spend this to run ads that, you know, yeah. then the magic happens with, with a fucked leads? up foundation. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like how can I get leads? Like that's the number one thing that I hear even with any new agent that I'm talking to. They're like, so how do you get leads? That that's the first thing. It's like, well, you've got to just try it all, you know, figure out like here, here are the things and then try them all, figure out what your conversion rate is and then pick those top three and do them and then do them well. Like don't just half-ass it. You know, you got to do, you got to yeah. do all, I, I pick three. I don't just pick one, which is social media, SOI. And then I make an effort once a week to meet at least five to 10 people. And then out of those five to 10 people that I have like conversations about real estate, about half of them, I can get their phone numbers, put them on to my, um, put them into my phone and like really go for it with them. So that's, that's awesome. Cool. So do you think that had you stayed in North Carolina, would you have chosen those same three? No, I don't think interesting so. mm -mm. to talk about that. Yeah. I think I would have been really heavy into, I would have leaned more into the builder side of things. I think I would have been go going after, um, builders and trying to really hone in on that. I probably would have been more list heavy right now. I'm really buy heavy. I've, I've been a very heavy buyer's agent, um, which you know, in North Carolina, in some sense, I, I was a listing agent. I represented the seller the whole time. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever really represent the buyer. My loyalties lied with the builder. So, so that was something that I think, yeah, if I was in North Carolina, I probably would have been more list heavy where now I just want, I want new, I want first time home buyers. I want to like see their face light up when they walk into the house that's theirs. Like I, I just love that. 
you're you're built for this business, which is really cool. And and it's important to know that because not everyone is, which is completely fine. Some people like myself, like I I enjoyed working with clients and I loved uh being there at closing, like when you accomplish that thing and, and like this giant um, accomplishment in their life just got uh, completed and you had a small hand in it. Like it, it's, it's, that's incredible. But I love the business. I love the business of being in real estate. And it's just important to know where you lie, it, whatever that looks like. If you love working with clients, first time home buyers, great. Then you can focus on that. And lean into it rather than getting distracted with all this other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to know your niche, which that took me some time too. You know, I had to know that like first time home buyers are my thing. VA, I'm very heavy on that. I have that nice. background. So I can relate to wives and husbands and, and spouses in the military, you know, family. And and I, yeah, th those are my top two. And then new construction. I can tell you, I love new construction. But I also know, the, I know the groundworks of it. I know how it starts. And, and I know what your process is going to look like on both sides of things. So, so yeah. yeah, I had to figure out what my niche was, which did take some time too. But yeah, oh, totally. fundamentals were always, whenever I switched from team to solo, I spent, so that was November of last year. I spent November to January. I had all my marketing done. I had... I mean, and I did it like most of it by myself, the design, everything. And then I had to kind of like figure out what, again, my niche was going to be and then how I was going to get leads and and then again, dive into that. So I spent probably three months of just kind of taking some time back from actually selling and figuring out what I, what the hell I wanted this to become. Like, did I, do I want to have a national team? Do I not? Do I, do I want to just be doing, do I just want to sell a house, which Am I just creating a job then for myself or do I want to be a CEO? Like that was kind of what I needed to figure out for a few months. So what did you settle on? Oh, I'm going to be a CEO. You know, we got to like, I want my own thing. I want my own business. I don't want to just like sell houses. I, I think that was something that like the, the light bulb kind of went off for me. When I was on a team, I just had a job and my job yeah. was to sell a house for a team. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want to do. But for me, I want it. I, I want more. I want I want to see my family succeed. I want to build generational wealth with my family. And, and there's, yeah, there's no, that's the thing is like, there's no room for like failure. I mean, you're going to fail, but like get up and do it again, you know? So right. that's something that like, I'm really passionate about, a little emotional about. It's, it's something that I have, you know, maybe there's a chip on my shoulder. I don't know. I just always want to like do better more and more every day. Oh God. I love that so much. Did your outlook on business in this industry or your your goals within it, did it change when you became a parent? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Talk about that. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you, you're no longer selfish. You're, you're selfless. You can't think about yourself. Like for me, the thing that I noticed the most is I had more empathy for buyers and more empathy, which is why I think I lean more on buyers is is because I just I, I saw them this whole last year going through this crazy time in a crazy market in one of the hottest markets in the US, not getting into a home and that sucked. So I think that like my empathy really changed. Um, I had to like get creative, which I think parenting gives you a really you, you get creative really fast if there's a meltdown going on. Um, so I think that I got creative more and, and yeah, empathetic was really a big thing. My, my selflessness was no longer, I mean, my selfishness, like it was no longer just about me and building this business. It was, how can I make it best for everyone and every client that I take on and, and my husband and my son and, and anybody thereafter. When you, it, it seems like when people have a big life change happen or usually having kids or multiple kids, it, it, it's almost like now you, you see the need to think of an exit strategy. You know, um, when, you, when, when you're single, when, you, when it's just you, when you're really just thinking about you and maybe your, your partner or spouse, it's easy to just keep doing the same stuff, especially if you're making money. It's like, well, let's just keep going. But once you have a family and others who are relying on you, like they literally rely on you to live, it causes you to think bigger in a way. Like my ambition went up. I thought bigger, you know, um, when I became a parent, I didn't know what the hell to do, but it took me a few years and I'm like, holy shit, like um, I need to figure out a way to stop selling homes myself and, and empower 
thousands of others to do it for me. And I don't know if I would have made made it there without having kids and, yeah. be, and becoming a parent. I don't know. Like I, I probably would have just kept like, let's go from 20 sales to 25 and, you know, which is fine, yeah, but you, you just have to, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I want to make $5 million a year, every year and work 10 hours a week. Nothing wrong with that either. No. And that's possible. It you is. just have to follow that, that blueprint. Yeah. No, that's kind of like the blueprint that I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, how can I work part-time hours, spend more time with my family, take maybe a month off, like whatever it is, like, what can I do to be a more present mother and wife? but also provide. And that's something that really helped me make the jump to a different brokerage and, and to be by myself, like be on my own and kind of build this business. And, and anybody that I have under me that I add to the team, like I want them to have the same thought too. I want them to, I want to surround myself with like-minded people. I want people to kind of have the same vibe that I'm going for. Like let's work as hard as we can in a short period of time and be more present with our families think that that's something that I've always wanted to do. And, and this allows me to do that. In talking with other agents, do you feel like, <sighs> just tell me if you agree with this. I feel like there's a lot of agents out there that if, if they're given permission to just think uh, about what they want without like, is it reasonable? Is it attainable? Like, you know, is it realistic? If, if they're just like, here's what I want, they're all going to say that they want to do what you're doing. Like they, they want to start building a business to remove yourself from the equation, but then have the revenue increase and the time of your time that's required go down. Like who doesn't want that? But I feel like people, they, they don't give themselves permission to, to think that way. And it, like, are you seeing that? It, it, it seems to be a very common theme with with agents that I talk to. Yeah. And I don't know if, if it's just those that are just in survival mode and it's really hard to think big and strategic and play chess when you're in survival mode. Maybe that's it. But what, what do you think? I, I think that, and I also think that we live in a world where comparison is very prevalent. Like it's very easy mm. to compare yourself with the, with the tools that we have and the resources that we have now. I think it's super easy. And I'm a big believer that comparison is the thief of joy and if you are on social media, which if most agents that are kind of like coming into the industry, that's where they're going is social media to get leads. And, and, and that's kind of where they want to start their business. It's easy to compare. And then it's easy to kind of be like, oh, well, Joe Schmo is doing that. I need to go do what they're doing. And and it's it's super easy to like that, I think, is like the fight or flight mode. You're constantly just like battling like am I making the right decision? Am I not? They're doing this better. So I need to be doing that too. And, and really you're not taking a step back and thinking, what is it that I want? What's my version of success? Like what, what is that? And then, and then going from there. So that's something that I've had to really, I mean, I'm in, I'm on social media, you know this. So that's something that I think is very prevalent. Comparison is the thief of joy. It's easy to compare yourself when it's just there in front of you all day long. Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. And I want to segue to talk about how you're using social because you're, you're one of the most consistent creators that I know. And it's really cool to see how consistent you've been. But uh, you're, you're right. When you're, when you're watching other people, other agents do certain things a certain way on Instagram all day, you might feel pulled in that direction, but you don't realize that their goals may not align with your goals. Like they, they might just, they may not even be selling houses, if right. we're being honest, but uh, like the, the bigger names, they're selling a bunch of homes, but they may not have any like end goal in mind. They may just be trying to increase the number of homes they sell. Like I know a couple real estate influencers that, that have been on the show that I'm close with that they're just trying to keep their head above water. They're so fucking busy and they're like, I just have to keep going. Like, I don't, I don't know how to stop. I, I just have to keep going because this is the machine that, that I built and like, I get it. They're making a, a great income, but their lifestyle is suffering and they don't know how to get out of that. And so it's really refreshing to see someone like you who's, you're selling homes, you're doing a great job and you're, you're um, doing great job on social, but you're also thinking like, okay, what do I want in the end and how do I start making some shifts mm -hmm. to move in that direction? I wish there were more agents that did that, Shelby. Well, that is so kind. But yeah, I, I just, I think that my last, like the last three years within North Carolina, 
some family things happening, it really put some things into perspective. And, you know, I, I mean, I only was with my spouse six months out of the year for three years. So that's another thing too. Like when you only get to be with your loved one for such a short time and then they like, they're leaving and coming and going. And even when they're there, it's just a different lifestyle. It's a different world. They're working all the time. They're, they're, they're at 4 a.m. and they are home at 11 o'clock at night, going to bed, repeating the process again. And I have so much respect and love for like my military family and, and my spouse and everyone that has served because that I think really made the mind shift switch for me. It was like, I don't want to just work to work. I want to work and live. And I want to be happy with that. No matter what it is, I want to be happy with it. So, yeah. Incredible. Well, so thank you for your service and make sure you tell your husband, thank you for his service because I, I know it's not, I can't even imagine. I know it's not easy, but I, I, I can't really imagine. Um, so that's really cool. And I, it was really cool in the beginning of the, of the interview when you said that we were deployed, like, uh, that, that was just so telling and it was so cool. I probably shouldn't say that, but it, yeah, no, you should. Yeah. It's accurate. Like, you know, the stress that's being put on military spouses, I cannot fathom. Um, one of my close friends, um, her husband was just deployed for, for 12 months and, and they have three kids. Like it's, that's, I mean, I have my best friend. She's, she had a baby. Her husband came home from deployment, was home for two weeks and then left again. And, and I think about her all the time. I think about just people that, I mean, I sold houses to military spouses and that's who I worked with, you know, all the time. I wasn't really ever seeing, um, you know, their partner. So I, I would only see maybe one of them until we got to closing day. And then sometimes none of them until they were, he came back or she came back from deployment and then they got to move into their house. So I just, yeah, wow. I have a special place in my heart for VA buyers. And I just, yeah, it definitely puts things into perspective real fast for you. I think you, you start, oh. yeah, you stop caring about the little things. You're like, okay, what's the big picture here? What can I let go of? And then let's, let's go from there. Incredible. So, okay, let's, let's shift to talking yeah. about social media. So I imagine that I, I'm surprised how many agents are moving markets. Like it's actually like one of the top five questions I get asked is, Hey, I'm moving to a new market. I'm not familiar with it. I don't know the neighborhoods. I don't know this. I don't know that. What the hell should I do? Well, you've already been down this road. Is what you're doing on social media part of that? Like if you, if an agent came to you and they're like, Shelby, I just found out we need to move in three months. My, my partner's got deployed or whatever, uh, switching jobs. What do we do? Cause I don't want to leave real estate. What should they be doing? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I said this at the beginning, you have to know the area better than any person that's lived there. So that means look at houses, set a number, rather if that's like 25 in one neighborhood, 25 in another, you know, Austin's big. So I even was going outside of the Metro and going, you know, as far North as temple and as for, far South as like New Braunfels, San Antonio area. And I wanted to know everything up and down. So I, I did. I looked at more than 100 houses and I previewed them all. I gave feedback to other agents. I mean, I got in the habit of giving feedback. I think that's super important. And, and that 100 houses previewing plus in that short period of time within a month that I was here, I think that's important. Go to different restaurants. Go to different coffee shops. Go walk those areas. Know that neighborhood better than anyone else. So that way when you are showing in, that area code, you can say, hey, there is a great coffee shop right down the street. You should totally go check it out after this. Like that, that is super important, I think, if you're going to move markets to know the area really well, because that's what's going to sell you. Completely. And how did that affect your confidence, you know, at going into a new market? Did you, do you still feel like you're the new agent on the block or did going to see a bunch of homes and becoming an expert, did that help you get rid of that? I think it, gets, it builds confidence. Yes. I will always feel nervous. I will always be nervous when I'm meeting a client. I just, I don't know. I don't think I will ever shake that. I felt that even in North Carolina and I feel that here too. I think it's just the unknown of, I hope we vibe together. I want to make sure that, you know, I vibe with my clients just as much as they vibe with me and, and I want to take care of them. So I try to get as much information about them on the first consult, which is a phone call usually 
before I even meet them in person. I want to know their kids' names, their dog's name. I want to know what they do, everything. So I can just talk to them and have a conversation when I meet them. And usually when I'm meeting a for like the first client, it, I have the phone call first and then I'm meeting with them in person somewhere else prior to going and showing homes. Cause I, I want them to be my friend. Ultimately I want to have that. That's the business It's you want to have friendships. You're not just in it to like, I mean, I'm not just in it to just like sell the house and say goodbye to you. I keep my relationships going for long term. Right. So, um, yeah. That's smart business too, right? Yeah. I mean that pot buys are a huge thing for me. I probably do. I, I yeah, I do a ton of pot buys. I'm constantly following up with clients, just always being top of mind. Like I'm your best friend. Keep, keep giving me referrals. And now it's turned into a more referral business, which is awesome. And that's what I've always wanted. But it, I think that is the number one thing, create a relationship that's friendship based, not just like business, like know them like a friend, treat it like business, but know them like a friend. Yes. Yes. If you treat them like a transaction, they're going to treat you like it was a transaction. And And that means exactly. Uh, Early in my career, I heard that every client you work with, if as long as you take care of them and you're, you know, you approach it as a relationship and not a transaction, can lead to seven to 10 more deals. And that kind of burned into my brain. I didn't know what to do with it at the time. I'm like, okay, um, I'm kind of a shitty agent. So I'll just file this away for later. But what an, what an amazing concept. Every client you work with could lead to seven to 10 more. So you sell 10 homes this year, that's 70 to a hundred sales in the future, potentially. Right. That's bonkers. Right. But if you don't stay top of mind, it's easy to fall to the bottom. Yes. That's something that like, yes, I think that's so true, but you have to be, you have to treat your past clients as if they were warm leads. So always like sending them a newsletter, just always following up. I'm, I, I will text a client that I hadn't talked to in three months and I will say something, you know, like, hey, I remembered you really liked this kind of tile backsplash. Like I saw that it was on sale. Like, here you go. Like I'm, I'm always just like trying to remember little things about them that I can just randomly pop in and say something. And, and it feels natural and organic. It doesn't feel forced. I never want it to feel that way. And and that's something that I think that's how you create the relationship and you can keep it going. Otherwise, if you don't say anything, it, it probably, they're probably going to go to their next door neighbor's cousin for their real estate. Exactly. Business, so, yeah. And I'm sure the next door neighbor's cousin, Jimmy is fantastic. I'm sure oh, he's fantastic. great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the, those little things, make all the difference and they don't have to cost money. Like you said, you listened to your client and they were talking about a backsplash and then you saw the backsplash on sale and you were like, Hey, guess what I just saw. So even if they don't, even if they're not going to like go buy it, they're like, Holy shit. Shelby remembered that she took the time to reach out. That's a very personal touch. Didn't cost you any money, just a little bit of mental space. Right. And I'm sure that that had a gigantic impact. And I remember with a couple of my clients, uh, I knew one of them was a huge Chicago Chicago Cubs fan, and he mentioned his um, like it's so crazy that when they were looking at houses, the house number had to have certain numbers in it uh, for for their favorite baseball players from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And Not I remember the they, hall, I'm sure. uh, no, totally normal. Uh, who doesn't do that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I remembered that that he said his favorite player his favorite Cubs player ever was Ryan Sandberg. And I'm like, I've heard that name. I'm not, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I'm like, I, okay. So I filed that away. And this was, uh, we finally found him a house and they were going to move in on um, Christmas Eve. And I'm like, okay, Christmas, I should get him something. And I remembered Ryan Sandberg. So I just went to Amazon, searched that player's name and found a little figure and got it. It was like 12 bucks. I brought it to them and he started crying. He's like, this is the most meaningful gift I've ever received. <laughs> and it was, it was crazy. And it was just such a great reminder that it's not about how much you spend on somebody or that you spend on them at all. It's that I remembered that and it was impactful because that particular player meant something to him. And I guess that figurine that I got, he'd been looking for, couldn't find. So it was just this cool thing. That's how you get the, I mean, going back to business, that's how you get the seven to 10 or more future deals from a client is making an impact by being a human being first. Mm-hmm. 
not just trying to get the deal closed, move on to the next one. That's a fool's errand. I mean, right. we, totally. why wouldn't you try to cultivate referrals? So you mentioned staying top of mind. Yeah. Um, and even as, as my friend, Neil Dingra says, top of the list matters just as much, if not more, you can accomplish that by staying in front of them on their newsfeed. Can't you? Yep. Yeah, I was just about to say the easiest way to even remember things about your client is to follow them on social media. More mm. than likely, they have some kind of social media thing, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. Follow them and comment on their stuff. That's that's like one of the easiest way to always remember and just like remember what's going on in their life. You know, if one has a baby, I can text them and be like, congratulations, just saw that, you know, you, you had your first kid or whatever it is. Like always just, that's the easiest thing. But yeah, the easiest way of staying top of mind or in front of them is your, your social media, whatever you're choosing to do, TikTok, Instagram, all of it, whatever, um, is to be on that for sure. Yeah. You can use it as Intel, you know, just doing recon to learn more about your people and, and the people you're connected with. Uh, my wife was watching one of her friend's Instagram stories and she showed this, this new Starbucks, like those big Starbucks, uh, drink containers that come with the straw, the big mm -hmm. plastic things. And it's all like studded, and, and it was like this super crazy bright gold studded Starbucks container. Have you seen those? Seen yeah. 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 And and her friend was like, do you know where to find these? I can't find these. So yesterday we're at Starbucks. We find one. And my wife's like, oh, I'm going to get it for so-and-so. And, and she just sent a picture to her friend. and was like, hey, like, look what I found. And her friend's crying. You know, like, oh, my God, I've been wanting that. Just because she was paying attention to what her friend was looking for on social. Like, such a small little thing. And... Far too many agents go to social and they just kind of let social happen to them. You just let your news feed happen to you, but you are intentional. So you're, you're learning about your clients. You're looking for things to connect with them over. Um, and I imagine you're looking for inspiration for some of your video ideas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Looking at my first video, um, to video today. Oh Lord. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Same. <laughs> I, it's so wild to look back I, there's actually, so there's a lender, one of my preferred lenders. She is heavy on social media. She's somebody who I look to for inspiration because she started when like, Oh geez, you know, like when it was just kind of starting a couple years ago, like diving into the Instagram, TikTok world of, you know, for mortgage lenders. And, and that was, I look at her, I look at her stuff a lot. And we were talking about that this morning looking at some old videos of things that we've done to what we're, where we are now and just how it's so different and how the trends are different and what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're always looking for inspiration on social media. I could be looking at, you know, a fashion blogger and use their, the same kind of stuff that they use and, you know, mommy blogger, whatever it is. Like I'm looking at their stuff because I've noticed that that's kind of the type of people that I have on my feed. And so I want to, I want to stay relevant with them based off of that. Like they like pretty things. They want to like look at a pretty basket. So I, okay, you like a pretty gift and I'm going to create a reel that shows you how I make client gifts for my clients. And, and so I, I kind of that, I look at who's following me on my stats and then I see who they follow and kind of create some kind of concepts from there too. And then also keep informative um, with just real estate, you know, you, you use keeping current matters is like the best thing. And then I use coffee and contracts too. I'm part of them. Nice. So I use those awesome. two all the time to get inspiration for things that I'm talking about in, in my reels, but anything that's like, you have to keep it, you have to change it up. I, I, for me, like my, my people don't like to just see me talking all the time. They want to see like what I'm doing as a mother, what I'm doing as a wife, like that, that kind of, I think keeps me you know, relevant, like coming back up into their newsfeed. A thousand percent. I mean, switching it up, but also like staying, you're still creating stuff for your audience. You're just switching up what that looks like. Like it, it the packaging is different, maybe right. a different background of your video. So rather than being in the kitchen, maybe you're in the living room or you're outside or you're, you're downtown or whatever, like those things matter even if you're the videos, even if the topics of your, of your videos are exactly the same as it would have been if, if it was in your kitchen every time, right? That, that little switch helps. And I learned that, um, I learned that through doing by doing it the wrong way. So just recently, like over the last year, I was doing the same talking head videos all the time and I still do, but it was the exact same background every single video. And I had two or three different people reach out and they're like, Hey, like here's some feedback for you, which I love. Like mm -hmm. 
I'd so much rather constructive criticism than someone be like, that was great. I love, I love the positive comments, but they're also not helpful. They, they don't help me improve. Right. So they're like, Hey, here's some, some criticism. Uh, you know, I'm starting to tune these out because it's the same background every time. And I'm like, Oh shit, I guess that's a great point. So then I've started to try to switch it up a little bit, like go to a different location or even like, instead of recording here, I'll record here. Right. Mm-hmm. It helps. No, it I helps. agree. I think it definitely helps because even as me as a consumer on Instagram, like I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm scrolling past people that kind of do the same thing over and over again when I shouldn't, I know that they're telling me something important that I could learn about, but because it looks the same, it's easy to kind of scroll past it. So I yeah. think, yeah, that's something that I've kind of learned too. I also learned about like my algorithm is different than maybe somebody else's. Like, I, I don't know. Instagram's weird and it's strange, but it totally. can be now it's all over the place. But for me, like posting every day, I did that and it didn't work for me. But then I slowed down and I made a more conscious effort on my stories, being more relatable on my stories, chatting and connecting with my 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 people, my followers, and then only maybe doing two to three reels a week, I saw my numbers improve largely. So I think that oh, that's wow. something, you know, play around with it. It's not a one box, one box fits all thing, same as, you know, what you're using to lead gen. It's the same on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. If posting every day works for you, good, do it. It doesn't work for me, unfortunately. So at least right now, it might next week. Who knows? <laughs> You're not the first person that said that too. Like I, I personally, my overall impressions go up when I post daily, but every once in a while, like if I, if I miss a day or two on the weekend, sometimes if I had a really good reel that I post on Friday, it go, it gets so much more reach when I let it breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. So w- when you do a video and you let it breathe rather than like constantly, like every day, boom, 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 you, you're just giving it more of a chance. Um, but that's also a theory right. that I've heard some people say is total bullshit that you just need to post every day and keep going. So like you said, you have to test what works for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And what works for you may not work for, for me. What works for me may not work for somebody else. Test. And you can only test when you're doing it consistently, right. which you do. How many videos would you say you've done so far? Oh, I don't even know. I Any idea? I, I couldn't even count. Probably more videos Good. than I've actually sold houses. Who knows at this point? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> well, like yeah, I mean, so yeah. many, so many videos. I find myself, and I said this to you before we, we got on, but I get nervous still to this day doing a reel. Like I will have my setup. I have my crutches, you know, my coffee and my water. But like I get nervous before I even like press play and it's just me in my kitchen by myself and I still get nervous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But you do it anyways. You do it anyways. That's the, that's the biggest thing. You have to, that's what, that is, that's, that's where our buyers are going now. They're going to, I, I believe they are. I believe they're going to anything, social media, Google, whatever it is. If they can't find you on Google, the likeliness of them using you is, is probably more, more or less likely than if they could find you and you were all the way up at the top or even just somewhere. And the way you do that is by getting somewhere on social media, get somewhere on Google that can get you, you know, some kind of reach. And, and that's anybody, anybody gets on Google and you're like, what's the best restaurant in town? I'm looking for a realtor, whatever it is. That's, I don't know. I think that that's something super important to when you go to build your business to make sure that you, you're, you can be found. You need to be found. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's more important now as we're seeing agents kind of fall out of the industry, which I think will accelerate dramatically over the, over the next 12 months. As agents leave the industry, your next door neighbor's cousin, Johnny, is no longer going to get the listing because he's, he's selling insurance or whatever, right? Right. So being, being findable on the social platforms and the search engine platforms, YouTube, Pinterest, Google, super important. Mm-hmm. And it's getting more important as those, you know, the neighbors and the cousins aren't getting the listings because they're not agents anymore. Um, I'm I'm just a fan, Shelby, of of what you're doing on social and how you're doing it because it's all every single video seems very authentic to you. You know, you're you're not trying to be somebody else. You're trying to educate. You're trying to bring value. You're doing it with your own personality, and you do it consistently. And it's freaking awesome. Thank you. I I do. I really like it. It took some time to kind of figure out my rhythm. But again, I think just doing it, like you said, staying consistent and doing it really helps. 
It, it really does. It helps. Even if you're terrified and you're nervous, just do it. Just do it. Get it over with. Rip the bandaid off. Let's just like go for it. And, and, and you'll figure out, I think for me, I figured out exactly the kind of rhythm, how even like talking with my hands, like I felt more comfortable towards the end of it now, knowing when I can do it and when it's appropriate and articulating the words, the way that I articulate them. And, and yeah, I think doing it consistently really, really helps for sure. So talking with your hands, didn't you say that you, now you have to have a water or a, a cup of coffee or something just so you have something, a little crutch? I both. I, I literally have both yeah. next to me right now because, and you said it, you were like, those are your crutches, but they are because I will talk yeah. with my hands like this all day long and it gets distracting. I've noticed that in my videos, it's okay to do it occasionally, but like me watching it back, I'm like, Lord, can you just please put those hands down somewhere? Like just do something <laughs> with them because... So yeah, now I have a coffee and a water next to me and it's nice, even though I don't, I'm not reaching for them, but I think the fact that they are there helps a bit, maybe. Brilliant. And, and have you, you've had clients come from your social media videos? Yeah, yeah, I have. If anything, I get more referrals from past clients because of my social media, but I do get new clients. I've gotten some new leads, um, more so now than even before earlier in this year. Like I've noticed when there was, now that I'm starting to talk about like ways you can get into our house that no one really understands or knows that they can. Um, I think they all think that the world's coming to an end and it's not. Um, I think educating is, is super important right now. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do is just, just educate, like kind of soften the mood a bit. It's not this, world is going to end. If you can buy a house, then let's buy you a house. If you can't buy a house, then let's talk about why you can't. And, and let's take the steps so that way you can, you know, build that wealth for your family later on. So I think that's something for me that I've, I've really tried to do is just be completely transparent that you don't need to buy a house if your finances are saying you don't need to buy a house. But if you can, and you're interested in it, then let's talk about it. Let's have that conversation. Love it. And uh, it's really refreshing to hear you say that it you're getting referrals from the content you do. It's not necessarily about a random stranger finding your video, reaching out, which I'm sure ha- happens and will happen. But the referrals from staying in front of and staying top of mind of uh, staying top of mind with your current network is huge. Like right. don't don't underestimate that. That's a big deal. No, if you're trying to build a referral only business, that to me was the way to go for me. Like I, I, I'm reaching, I think I have like 14, it's not a big following, but it's like 1480, 1,480 people following me. Nice. Roughly. And those are probably all really good friends or family members or family members who have referred me or friends that have referred me at this point. Don't really have a lot of like creepy you know, bot situations going on, thankfully. And I'm grateful for that. For the most part, everyone that is on my, my platform does definitely engage or, or just like send me a message. That's like, Hey, that was super enlightening. I sent that to my, my cousin who's going to buy a house in Arkansas. I'm like, cool. Awesome. If they need an agent, I have a referral. I know exactly who to send you to. Um, so, I mean, that's the other thing too, is, is half of my clientele is in North Carolina. So how do I reach my North Carolina clients? That's easy. Social media. And then I get to give them a great agent who is in North Carolina that I know and I like and I trust. And I get to send him referrals or, you know, if he can't take it on, I have other ones. But I can send that person referrals and and feel confident and still have a relationship with my clients that are in North Carolina. So I think that's the easiest way, too, is just social media, staying staying in touch with those people. Absolutely brilliant. It's there's so many benefits that come from putting content on social and I'm glad that you you tied all those together because far too often agents are like I need clients. Will this video get me clients? Maybe. It maybe now, maybe a year and a half from now. Right. I don't freaking know. There's a million variables to it, but it's not just about that. I'm glad you glad you went that route. Um Shelby, before we wrap it up, what well, um what we like to do with our guests. I feel like I haven't had a guest on forever, but I think it's been like four or five weeks. Really? So yeah, it's been a minute, but we do these rapid fire questions, these okay. either or questions. Okay. And don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to like spell Iraq or something like oh, that. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, wasn't there some some like Miss America contestant who called it the Iraq or something like that? Yeah, I remember that. I think that I dates that. how that old I am. Ago. Yeah, that was a long ass time ago. Um, yes, I'm almost forty. What of it? Hey, so. there's nothing wrong with forty. I just turned thirty, and I am loving thirty. I've always wanted to be thirty. I've nice. Always wanted to be thirty. I was twenty-two at a bar, like, and cried at a bar because I wanted to be thirty. So I've been waiting for this year forever. So I'm looking forward to forty. Nothing wrong with aging. You're still so young, and you're such a killer in in real estate and in business. It's awesome. You have so much ahead of you. Um, and for any agent who's wondering, like, what should I do on social? Like, you know, what are some examples of agents doing it well? Go follow Shelby immediately because she's doing it very well. And make sure you send her your referrals as well for Austin. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. It's nice to be in a super hot market like Austin, isn't it? It is pretty nice. Yeah. Austin's insane. It, uh, it's also saturated with a bunch of real estate agents. So, you sure. know, you got as, as much business as there is out there. There's also a lot of agents. So, that's something too I have to compete with often is, is not just competing with myself, but how can I, how, what makes me different from any other agent that's out there? Absolutely. You're doing a hell of a job with that. Let's jump into the rapid fire questions. Okay. You can pick either or elaborate if you want to, certainly don't have to. And after we blow through those, we'll um, give you a chance to tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you. And obviously, as always, we'll put the links to Shelby's uh, social media profiles in the show notes and or the description, depending on where you're listening or watching. All right. First one, Shelby, Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, Instagram or TikTok, Instagram, books or podcasts, Ooh, uh, podcasts. I'm more on podcasts right now. I love a good book and I've been reading more the last, probably the last three years than I ever have before. But yeah, podcasts are, are my jam right now. Love it. Uh, podcasts or audiobooks? Podcasts. Okay. You're like, screw the audible no, thing. I like to hold a book in my hand and read it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Rental property or flipping? Ooh, uh, rental. Nice. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. New York or LA? New York. Um, are you a sports fan? Mm, I have to Not watch so much. fantasy football from Thursday to Monday. Like, please. <laughs> Lord help yeah. me. No. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm not a sports person. I used to be. I used to really like basketball, love the Mavs, but and, and the Celtics. And then I kind of stopped when we moved to North Carolina. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I mean, I played a little college football, and I don't even watch football anymore. Oh, I can't, we're doing I can't handle football. Texas Tech University all day, every day. Oh, the Red Raiders? Yeah, wreck them all day, every day. There is nothing better. There's no sport better than college football, but golf is a close second, in my opinion. I love, I love watching golf. My husband's a big golfer. He played golf in high school, like was on the golf team, and then played a bunch in at Tech, and then you know, nice. When, they were, when we all lived in Lubbock, they would always go. I think now they're kind of getting back into it, but it's hunting season, so that's priorities. Precedence. Priorities, you know. Yep. All right. Here's here's one for you. Mountains or beach? Beach. Podcasts or vlogs? Podcasts. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Millionaire Real Estate Agent? Ooh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Oh, uh, Grant Cardone. All right. And Shelby, where can people follow you and connect with you? Uh, they can follow me anywhere on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. It's all Shelby Trailer Realtor across the board. Even my website, shelbytrailerrealtor.com. Nice. Well done Super keeping easy. it all consistent. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, we'll link to Shelby's socials in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, in the description. So uh, you can watch this over on the Broke Agent Media YouTube channel. And if you're listening, then... Well, you already know where to find the shit because you're listening. So yeah. here we are. Shelby, thank you so much. Really appreciate you sharing your insight. Uh, it's, you're awesome. I, I, I love watching you grow and win. And, and to hear that you're barely 30 years old is mind boggling, but I'm excited as hell to see what you do in this industry. Thank you. I'm super excited too. I think it's going to be, it, it's going to be awesome. It's just, you know, take it every day with a little grace and, and just enjoy the ride. So I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Too. Love it. I appreciate it so much. And I'm so grateful that you had me on. It was awesome. My pleasure. Thanks, Shelby.
If you haven't yet, jump into the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube on the Broke Agent Media channel, go into the description. Go follow Shelby Trailer Realtor on Instagram. Uh, everywhere, actually. She was smart enough to get the handles consistent across all the platforms. Nice job, Shelby. But go follow her and shoot her a message. Let her know that you found her and came across her and learned about her on the show. Um, she's a great one to know moving forward and someone to keep her eye on for damn sure. Before we wrap it up this week, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Make sure that you are going to get all of my video scripts. Every every script, every video that I do on social media now, I am writing the script for. I'm putting it into a database over in the Massive Agent Society, and you guys can copy and paste that. Uh, so that's there. All of my video scripts, along with the 97 other tools, tactics, and, and trainings that we have for our society members. Go check that out today massiveagentsociety.com. And one, speaking of cheat codes for the real estate business, being a member of the society is absolutely a cheat code. And I, I built the platform. I built the group. I built the culture that I wish existed back when I was trying to learn all this shit. I was beating my head against a wall trying to learn how to run Facebook ads myself because I was too cheap to hire a coach or take a course. Uh, I, I saw that as expensive. Well, I wasted a good year of my life rather than just, you know, paying for the cheat code. Um, there are people out there. That, this isn't just about the society. I mean, absolutely go join. I, I believe it's the best resource for real estate agents on the planet. I really do. I'm, I'm confident of that. But beyond that, just in general, you can hire a coach, take a course to, to learn how to do anything. Anything you're trying to do, just realize you can shorten the, the learning curve. You can just compress time and start getting the results much sooner if you just invest a little bit financially to get that from somebody who's already there, somebody who's already doing the thing. Hiring a coach and taking a course is a cheat code that I wish more people would do. I need to do it more, even though I have, I have multiple coaches. I'm a part of multiple masterminds that are all, you know, 10 to $30,000 each. I, and I'm taking courses because I constantly want to learn. And every time I do, I get results much faster. And I'm telling you as someone who has been where you are today with the objection that, well, I can't afford that. I can't afford $2.99 a month. I can't afford it. Whatever. That's expensive. I get it. I've been there. But once you get past this little rut you're in, you're going to look back at it and be like, damn, that took me a year to get out of it. What if it only took me three weeks? It's, it's dramatically more expensive to not hire the coach, to not take the course, to not go to the mastermind, to not attend the training. It is dramatically more expensive. It's not expensive. It's an investment. You just have to take it from somebody who's on the other side from where you're currently at. I hope that... Uh, when you're in looking for where to invest and how to invest in your career, that you would consider the Massive Agent Society because I believe it is the best for real estate agents, hands down. If you listen to this show, we're obviously like there, there's something about the, my personality, you know what we offer here that you like. You want 10x that? Join the Massive Agent Society today as quickly as possible. My dog's barking upstairs. That's fantastic. That's probably my cue to wrap this up. Appreciate you guys listening. Please share the episode with somebody you think would get value from it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with them as well. An agent on your team, um, you know, your, your, your broker, an agent you're connected with on social, share a link. Just mention, hey, check out the Massive Agent Society episode 257. And uh, that's all we ask. Well, I'll keep coming back with new episodes every week. You keep sharing it, helping us grow the audience and reach new agents and have a deeper, uh, meaningful impact on agents. And we'll keep, we'll keep coming back for you. Appreciate the hell out of you guys. Take care.